The show is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, docs, nurses, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status, no. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all come on, let's go. Welcome to the healthcare rap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists. Where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door. Where truth drops like an atom bomb, and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing, and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. Hey, all you out there in the Healthcare Wrap posse, thanks for hanging with us again. I'm your host, Jared Johnson. This is season two of the Healthcare Wrap. This is the place to be if you want to accelerate the transformation of healthcare and help create the digital health experience that happens outside the clinic. You can join the posse too. You can join the posse by listening, subscribing, leaving a review, and telling your friends. You can find our full archive of episodes at healthcarewrap.com and hit us up on Twitter at healthcarewrap. And finally, a special thank you to Express Docs, Altera Digital, and the Podcast.Healthcare Network for helping us spread the awesome. As usual, we really couldn't do this without you guys. So our guest today is Andy Gradle, the one and only. Andy's the Director of Digital Marketing at Walters Kluwer Health. Andy, we go back a little ways at this point in our careers. How are you doing? Doing great and looking forward to spreading the awesomeness. I know. When you woke up this morning, you just thought, you know, I can't wait to do that. Can't wait to spread a little awesomeness out there in the world. That's just something that people look forward to. You know, and I've really been looking forward to this too, because after spending 15, 16 years working in the provider space, I've been on the other side of the fence. I've been on the for-profit side of the fence. And you know, I've been looking for the opportunity to really sit down and, and just talk about how things look from where I'm sitting now. You know, it's almost like I went from the fog of war and being involved in day-to-day website you know, development and all that for so long that now that I'm not quite as neck deep as I was, it all looks a lot differently. I think there's a lot of uh, interesting stuff to talk about today. I agree. And I'm glad, you know, this is the place to do that because I think you really have had this interesting, unique journey over the last few months and, and this path to get to where you are now. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit more about that? You know, give us a little bit better of a sense of, of kind of uh, where you've been. And, and uh, you know, yes, you know, we, if we want to talk a little bit about the glory days of radio, you know, I, I'm not objecting to that at all. If you want to mention a little bit about that as well. <laughs> oh, I could, I could talk for hours about radio. But yeah, I mean, that's really where it all began for me was wanting to be an on-air DJ. And then I just kind of fell into digital marketing in the late 90s because I always joke, but it's actually not even a joke. It's the truth. I wanted a job where I could afford to move out of my mom's house and just ended up in digital marketing, which in the early 2000s ended up in the world of healthcare marketing. So I spent about 15, 16 years between Cooper University Hospital, which is in Camden, New Jersey, Jefferson University Hospitals, a big AMC in Philadelphia, as well as Mainline Health, which is another sizable health system on the western suburbs of Philadelphia. And it's been interesting because 
so many people in this business, they, when they change jobs, they end up moving. And I think I was very lucky that I was able to work for three health systems all in the same market where I ran web teams and did everything soup to nuts. I mean, when I started, I mean, I was a one-man show in, in 2003, a Cooper. And it's funny when you look back on it that there were things now that are commonplace that didn't exist in 2003, 2004. You know, everything from, from social media to search marketing to search optimization to full-fledged, you know, interrelational taxonomies and content management systems and, and the way that you run a website now is totally different. And it was an insane journey that I wouldn't trade any part of it at any point. But then I had this great opportunity fall into my lap in the fall to make a move to Walters Kluwer Health. And Walters Kluwer is a company based in the Netherlands that does a wide range of products, specifically in the health space. There's a lot of information products, a lot of products that are tied to clinical effectiveness, a lot of educational products, a lot of safety and security and data-centric products. And, and it's been really interesting after working on the provider side for so long to really make a move to the for-profit side and really try to figure out, or really not even figure out, but take a different approach to marketing that I don't want to say I forgot about during all that time in the healthcare space, but it's definitely a different type of marketing on the for-profit side. And that's what's really made me step back and start taking stock of my past 16 years of running web teams and really starting to think about what are those things that if I could do it all over right now, how would I do it differently? And it's a pretty good list, a pretty lengthy list. Hello there, healthcare marketers. Robert Rose, Chief Strategy Advisor for the Content Marketing Institute here. And if you're a fan of this show, and I know you are, you know that the show is here and the mission is clear. And today's marketing mission in healthcare, it's all about content. You need help connecting with customers and growing your business through the creation of epic content? Then you're going to want to check out Content Marketing World 2019, this September 3rd through 6th in Cleveland, Ohio. That's where you can rub elbows with the best and the brightest in the content marketing industry. Not only that, but on Friday, September 6th, we've got an all-day health summit sponsored by the Cleveland Clinic for healthcare marketers just like you. You can learn from content marketing leaders who won't let regulations, HIPAA, or enterprise-based challenges get in the way of delivering the right content to patients when they need it. And here's a special bonus just for you. Use the code HCRAP100. Not a pretty looking hashtag, but it's the right one. HCRAP100, and you're going to save an extra 100 bucks on your registration. Go to contentmarketingworld.com to learn more and to register today. We're going to dive into that list because I think, you know, as we talk about things like like CRM and online scheduling and and digital marketing that I know what you just said that it you know, we're all about on this program, we're all about looking at things differently from other perspectives. And so, as you just mentioned, that's going to be a great list to go through. So let's dive into that list. That's going to be the topic of our rap battle today. Rap battle! 
So the rap battle is where we challenge the way healthcare has been happening up until now. We usually focus on the marketing and or technology side because let's face it, digital is kind of everything now. So it's hard to know if we just think that we're talking about marketing. There's always other pieces that traditionally have kind of been in other areas within really the healthcare world. And so today we're just talking about the status quo of, of what it's like, as you said, kind of this, this path that you've been on, how things look differently. And I think I'll just turn it over to you, you know, t- tell us a little bit more about that and kind of some of the things that have come to mind as things have played out for you recently. Yeah. And it really is, it is the truth. You only know what you know. And, and you know how this goes, you know, as, as you're really neck deep in the day to day and and trying your best to to keep up with the website and and make sure you're doing the 48 things that every healthcare digital team has to do in 2019. It's real easy to just lose sight of what's going on in the world around you and also what is and what isn't potentially making an impact for the patient, you know? And that's where I I was scribbling a bunch of notes together. But I think actually the one thing that probably sums it all up, and I had it as number five on my list, but I, I think it's probably a good place to start, is knowing what your team can be and being honest about what you can't be. And when you look at the healthcare digital marketing landscape, I mean, what is the average size of a web team these days at a health system? I mean, if you're an academic medical center or a community health system or or community hospital, I mean, are you talking three people, four people, five people running a website? And potentially your competitor down the street has 20 people. And that's exactly the scenario that I really lived day to day for about 15 or 16 years where I always had these small web teams and we were tasked with trying to build these properties that on the surface would look like we were just as big and just as polished as, you know, the market leading academic medical center. And that's something where I guess you can only run at that pace for so long and in some ways, you know, if I could go back and do it again, this is something that probably tons of people across the country, you know, could potentially start their day by doing. And it's just being honest about what it is their team can be good at and what their site needs to be good at in order to best serve the patient. Whereas sometimes, you know, the focus drifted a little bit and it's like, what new feature can we build out or what new shiny thing can we do in order to try to best the competitor down the street or try to be cutting edge. That's definitely a a trap that's easy to get caught in that you almost don't realize. It's almost like getting on the roller coaster. You You strap in, you put your safety harness on, and when you're in the middle of the first loop of that roller coaster, you can't quite get off at that point, you know? So that's almost what it feels like in some ways, you know, because every day someone's coming to you with some new feature or something new that you quote unquote should be doing online. But if you're only staffed with four people or five people or less, you know, you almost have to know when to say when and just really focus on your core competencies at that point. If customers retain 95% of a message when they see it on video, but only 10% of a message when they read it, why are you still using print-only brochures to get your marketing across? Express Docs is here to bring you into the future. Introducing Print Plus Video, their newest technology that pairs the effectiveness of video marketing with the portable convenience of print marketing. 
Print Plus Video is a customizable brochure that's equipped with an LCD screen to clearly display your message to your audience in a way that resonates with them. Whether you're fundraising, recruiting, or any project in between, Print Plus Video helps you create an engaging experience that captivates your audience and increases conversion. For more information on Express Docs Print Plus Video, contact an Express Docs rep at 866-977-3627. That's 866-977-3627. Or visit expressdocs.com slash the healthcare rep. That's Express, beginning with an X. So it sounds like there's kind of a skill even involved in being able to first just internalize that as a team and accept, you know, what that identity is and really, you know, drill down and laser focus on those things that you are good at. And then secondly, to, to be able to communicate that and gain the acceptance of that among your senior leadership there. And it sounds like there, that that's been part of that journey as well as kind of that, that recognition that, that it has to be communicated as well so that everyone's on the same page so that you're not, chasing those shiny objects as often. Exactly. I mean, I think about my last website redesign, which was a great project. I mean, it was lots of fun, lots of sleepless nights, but lots of fun. But I remember how we positioned it internally, that we were building a, a quote-unquote world-class website. This was going to be you know, a best-in-class property. And now I step back and look at that and go, well, wait a second. You know, how can you build a best-in-class property if you've got four or five people on your web team? You know, so that's something where I don't know if I'd be as bold as standing in front of senior leadership and saying, well, no, 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 we're not going to build a best in class site. We're going to build a, a good site. I don't know if I put it that way, but there definitely is some honesty that's probably needed there, especially when entering a big project like that. Yeah, I totally hear that. And I, I agree that I'm guessing, you know, that's one reason you know, I'm thinking back too to my experience in a hospital too. That wasn't necessarily the thing that we'd lead with either, you know, in front of senior leadership when you have that opportunity. You don't say, hey, yeah, yeah, we're not, let's not mince words, you know, we're not going to build that world-class <laughs> property that you think. You just kind of nod your head and say, yeah, of course, you know, we're going to do our best. You know, we're going to do what we can. And we're going to build the best okay site we can build. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then you kind of say, well, especially because it's going to have features A, B, and C, you know, and then it's a little bit, sometimes it can feel even like a little bit of smoke and mirrors. So I just love that perspective that, that you're bringing on, on that side of it too. Oh, yeah. And the other thing too, I mean, when I even think about the foundation of everything a web team is doing day to day, if I could go back or if I had the opportunity at this point to do it again, physician data, I can't tell you how much effort my teams over the years have expended trying to, I guess, almost put icing on the physician data cake in some ways. I mean, so if you think about it, you know, how important is that data? It's the key to helping patients find what they need on your website. So, I mean, beyond just making sure you have every doctor's boards correct and birth dates and, and a headshot that's not from the high school prom, you know, making sure that they're tied to the right locations and the right conditions and tests and treatments and making it easy for someone to find the provider or the service that they need. And, you know, that's something where there are countless web teams you know, across the country right now that are, I don't want to say doing it backwards, but, you know, really covering up a larger problem. You know, you have this data that starts in, a provider you know, relations office 
that then your team is probably, or most web teams are probably going and overlaying additional data at some point. And then in my, my last role, there were actually multiple people contributing data. And you know, at the end of the day, that really hampered our ability to offer a really good, seamless experience for the user because you know, the data wasn't clean. And you know, I almost wonder if the key to a really successful website relaunch is actually starting before you even worry about the design of the site, before you even worry about anything involving look and feel. It's really beginning with the data and spending a good 6, 12, 18 months making sure that you have your good foundational data in place and a good operational structure to manage that. All of this is just ringing true. You know, it's bringing back a lot of of thoughts and and those thoughts of you know what I wish I would have done differently as well in certain instances too. So, what else comes to mind in terms of when you're thinking about what's been different or how you're seeing things differently now on uh, on this different side? Oh boy, I went to look for a new insurance provider. So I was trying to make the big decision. Obviously, with changing jobs, this was the first time I was looking for insurance that wasn't part of a health system plan or a narrow network or, or something where there were no deductibles and co-pays were almost non-existent. You know? so this was the first time I was an actual civilian going out and looking and evaluating health insurance options. And can you guess what the first thing I wanted to dive into was when trying to decide between a traditional health insurance plan, and a high deductible plan. Can you take a wild guess? I couldn't even begin because there's a couple that come to mind for me. <laughs> uh, see, pricing. That was the big thing. So when trying to convince my wife and um, you know, I, management essentially for Gradle Incorporated what plan we should go with, you know, I was actually considering a high deductible plan, which looked like a viable option. But there was no way without probably spending dozens of hours of my life that I could actually find out what anything was going to cost if I was paying out of pocket. And even with the the new pricing laws that went into effect and and now people are putting basic pricing information on the websites, you know, it's still it's tough. It's tough. It's not something a consumer can really digest. I mean, I always I always think about my mom. You know, my mom still reads every website from the upper left to the lower right, reading every word on a page. There's no way she's ever going to make it through a 492-page PDF listing out prices. So that's something else that I really think, you know, when we talk about just fundamental pieces of a truly successful digital marketing operation, for so long, you know, we focused on getting users through the front door, getting them to the physician profile, showing them a phone number, when in reality, the thing that a large number of consumers really want to know is what is this going to cost me? And we just aren't doing it. That's definitely well within my top five. You know, If I could go back, if there was revisionist history or, or if another opportunity comes along along the way, I'm thinking that pricing is definitely something that it would be, I'm trying to think what the right phrase would be. And that might be a hill to die on. That might be one of those battles that you know, someone has to take on within all these different health systems and, and make sure that there's pricing that's actually 
browsable and digestible. And it's something that the average consumer can go and figure out in about five minutes or less on one of these websites. Well, that's a good way to phrase it because it really could kill you, you know, to <laughs> plant your stake in the ground there only because it is, it is something that healthcare organizations are still trying to figure out. But I would applaud it and I would support it just for the record. I'd be on the same side. <laughs> so, oh, and uh, it's tough too. It really is, especially, I mean, my, the last health system I worked for, we only employed about a quarter of our providers. So, I mean, that is, that's the other challenge is that if you don't control the product end to end, and you have 75% of the doctors on your website who are affiliated with you but not employed by you, then how do you meet consumers' needs? It's difficult. It's not easy in any way, shape, or form, but it's definitely something that I think the integrated health systems with large employed physician bases have a huge leg up on the competition just because they can get it done much easier. Yeah, it feels like they can. I need it done. So you crank out content, but it's getting stale. It might be nutritious, but it tastes like kale. You're down with finding a way to up your marketing game. Yeah, but when you look for help, everyone seems lame. We're Altera Digital. Google us and see. We're spelled like ultra with an extra E. We'll help you market forward. Google us and look. We're Altera Digital. It's off the hook. Hey guys, this is Jared. Ultera Digital is just another name for our consulting team that helps you when your content, your strategy, or your brand is getting stale. You know, like that chocolate glazed donut that was a little piece of heaven in the morning, but when you left it on your desk until 4.13 in the afternoon and you went to finish it off, by then, mmm, not so heavenly, was it? By now you know our philosophy that content is the future, but only when it engages audiences and it isn't a snooze fest. And you've heard how we roll. The healthcare rap, what you're listening to right now is Exhibit A. We don't do boring. So if your content, your special event, or your strategy is getting stale, let us help you give it that spark, that rhythm, that new life you're looking for. Ulterra Digital, marketing forward. Okay, now back to the podcast, right? Because it's pretty legit. What about CRM? You've shared a couple of things with me in the past about how you even view that differently. What's, what's that like now that you're looking at it from a different angle? Yeah, CRM's interesting because that's something that actually came up in my last role, I'm going to say about two to three years ago. There were good discussions about CRM and it was one of those topics where it was chicken or the egg. You know, there wasn't a CRM in place at, at the time, which is very common in the healthcare space. So the conversations revolved around, so we don't have a CRM now. We don't have data now, but if we get the data, we then don't have the resources in place to utilize the data. But how can we justify the resources if we don't have the data? So it became this very circular argument that just kept ending up in, oh, well, we have other things to worry about and we don't have the resources for CRM now. Well, going to the for-profit side, everything is CRM. Everything is Salesforce. Everything is marketing automation. And it's really opened up my eyes to not only the importance and usefulness of these platforms, just from a pure marketing perspective, but just the wealth of data it gives you to just be a smarter marketer. I kind of felt like in my first four to six weeks in my new role that I had taken a leap of four to five years that all of a sudden, 
the conversations weren't necessarily about, well, we got 40 people to fill out the form and maybe they made appointments and we're not really sure to now we're having discussions about at what point does the salesperson contact the prospect? You know, at what point does a marketing qualified lead become a sales qualified lead? And, you know, how do we make it so, how do we create a nurture stream for that prospect that gives them what it is they're looking for? And when they're ready to become a customer, we're ready to have them. And we're making sure that we're building an ecosystem that really helps the customer find what they need, but then also positions us to be better informed about what's working and what's not working. And just from a pure digital marketing justification perspective, to actually show the value of what it is we're doing. And now, about seven to eight months into my new job, looking at that, I'm like, how did I survive for all those years in healthcare without that? You know, I kind of feel like I was in an episode of the X-Files holding a flashlight, you know, a molder, just trying to look for aliens around the corner. You can only see what's in front of you with the flashlight when there's so much more you should be seeing. And that's really, to me, what CRM is all about. I mean, at this point, if you're not using a CRM, if you're in healthcare, if you're trying to find some way to justify it, it just is. It's just one of those things that it's not an optional tool moving forward. You know, it, it's something that really helps you do your job better. And I also do think it, it helps create a better experience for the customer at the end of the day, just when it's tied into all the different maps, you know, the marketing automation platforms. And, and you can make sure that you're, that you're speaking to people at the right time and just create a better experience end to end for them. I mean, there's, there's so many benefits that once again, you know, the day-to-day fog of war, you know, trying to run a website for a health system, it's pretty easy to overlook just because it's, it's not one of the problems you're necessarily seeing in front of you at that moment. I love this thought. I, I really do. I just love the, this perspective itself. As we start to kind of wrap up rap battle, any final thoughts on this new perspective, you know, and any other thing that has just struck you differently in this new role? Well, I guess really the importance of just trying to be an advocate for building a seamless experience, you know, end to end for the user. I know how hard that is. It's a huge boulder. It really is. But I think in 2019 and beyond, the ability to be a digital marketing director or VP of digital or or any type of digital leader in the health system, you're going to have to be the person who's driving that because everyone else is worrying about the day-to-day of caring for patients you know, it's up to digital to worry about the day-to-day patient experience. It really is. So true it is. This is all about a digital experience that happens one way or the other, and we are either steering that ship or we're not. So thank you for that. As we move into Keeping It Real, this is our final segment. Keeping It Real. Keeping It Real is where we recognize the fact that marketers have an opportunity to do more than just be marketers. That if we are actually doing our jobs right, that we can actually improve healthcare. And so the question 
is for you, Andy. It's one simple question, but I'm always curious where our guests take this. The question is, what's one thing marketers can do better to improve healthcare? Oh, if only healthcare-related questions were simple. But I think at the end of the day, as a healthcare marketer, it's about making sure you can actually deliver on your marketing promise. Because I recently had a, a family member who um, was diagnosed with cancer for the probably second, third time at this point. And just watching her go through that whole experience, you know, and I was thinking to myself as I went with her to a bunch of different appointments that, you know, what we're doing every day is really selling hope. Hope that the cure or the solution or the answer is going to be in that doctor's hands. It's going to be part of that appointment you're going to. and. You know, I think about all the marketing campaigns and some I've been a part of and many I've seen where you just know when you're looking at it, you know, they're not going to be able to deliver on it. And just making sure that if you're selling something that you can actually deliver because I mean, hope is a big part of the healing process. And if that person is driving on the road and they're looking at your billboard and they're seeing smiling people with lens flare, of course you need the lens flare, but if that's what they're seeing, and they go into the office and it's a totally different experience. I mean, obviously you can't control the lens flare, but if it's a totally different experience, that's already going to knock them down a peg on the ladder. And it's going to, I think, make it that much harder to overcome and, and, and make for a successful interaction. So, so just making sure that you can actually deliver on your marketing promise and be honest about that. Perfect. I love it. It just gives us once again, another kind of a, a slightly different perspective than we probably typically think of in the day to day. And I think that's, that's one thing, one theme I've heard throughout everything that you've shared today, Andy. So thank you for that. And thank you for that perspective, just in general for our listeners who want to reach you. What's the best way for them to do that? Oh, I'm online way too much. You can always find me on Twitter at Andy Gradle. Also on LinkedIn, always happy to chat, answer questions, talk healthcare, whatever. Well, thanks so much, Andy, for your time today. Really do appreciate it and uh, good luck. And uh, thank you for the perspective. I look forward to keeping in touch there with you. This is season two of the Healthcare Wrap. Don't forget to join the posse. You can listen, subscribe, leave a review and tell your friends. Healthcare Wrap is an Altera Digital production and a member of the podcast.healthcare network. So on behalf of Andy and myself, keep marketing forward. Thanks. And that's a wrap. Thanks.